Preseason week two kicks off with a showdown slate on Thursday. We got the Bears and Seahawks. Pretty good size contest as well. 25,000 to first for the big uh, DraftKings contest. Uh, but before we get into uh, talking about players that I do have some interest in, let's recap uh, the last couple of days here for DraftKings and for prize picks. So, um, Going over a couple of the big winners, we've done very, very well in the second half showdowns. I've been loading up, uh, you know, really uh, trying to um, convince DraftKings to make bigger contests for it. But um, yeah, it's been super, super profitable for myself as well as a Patreon subscribers. So uh, yesterday we had, uh, I think, four of the top seven uh, in the second half showdown. Uh, with taking home first and third. You love to see that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the day before, we also got first place in the second half showdown, $40 into over $1,200. Um, couple other big ones. This was from, I believe, Thursday. Once again, first, second, and sixth. Um, couple other big winners as well. Uh, just scrolling through here. And uh, like I said, it's been very, very solid. Um, prize picks as well. Uh, here, let's bring up prize picks. Where is it? So, um, once again, had a very good day on Saturday. Uh, Driscoll, Champlin, and Davis were three picks I posted on Twitter. Once again, all three hit. Um, Couple other big ones. This one, this one tilted me. Uh, Mahomes, we knew uh, from preseasons past, Andy Reid's a liar, and we were only expecting one drive from him. So I was like, the only way he hits this over is if he goes down and Mahomes scores a touchdown on his only drive. And sure enough, goes down the field, scores a passing touchdown to hit the over. So that was a little bit tilting. Uh, but overall, it was a great day, plus 500 profit. Could have been a little bit more, too. If uh, Tutu or Akers, who played like 90% of the snaps, or Tutu didn't play, but if Akers played about 90% of the snaps, could have gotten a couple catches, uh, could have been a much, much bigger day. But um, yeah, that's just kind of the recap. This was my in-game showdown, second half showdown slate uh, on Sunday. So Mon and the captain, and basically played all the back-end guys, uh, Chandler, Kobach. Kobach also tilts me, dropped a couple easy screens, could have been... A much bigger game for him. Uh, Britton Brown, Austin Walter with the two backs. I expect to get most of the work in the second half. Again, only 18% in these contests. And then the Vikings defense rounded it out. Um, and then uh, this is my normal, my main showdown lineup. Um, didn't get there. Tyrone Johnson had a catch call back, which was, which was a little bit unreal. But what I was very, very much tilting about from Saturday was... The Rams wide receivers, oh my gosh, I was in so much pain. So I had Koski and Landon Akers at 10% each. And the faders go unpunished. Akers played like 90% of the snaps. Koski over 70%. There's only four Rams receivers that played. They both finished with a donut. And if you look back at this one game, for example, last year for the Rams... You know, this was the usage we were expecting, right? Uh, like eight catches, 61 yards for, for Koski. Five catches, 49, 49 yards for Akers. Eight catches, for 46 yards for Atwell. So uh, just so, so frustrating. But chalk George Pickens, who we knew was only playing a drive or two, falls into the end zone. 
Preseason DFS, again, at times to make you want to pull your hair out, right? You're playing guys that are playing 80, 90% of the snaps while an over-owned receiver plays like 20% of the snaps and falls into the end zone. So just so, so tilting. Um, if you play George Pickens, you actually owe me money. If you are underweight on the Rams wide receivers and play George Pickens, you actually owe me money. Those are the rules. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm I'm still on full tilt mode for that. But that was kind of just the recap of everything from the last couple of days. It's been a really profitable preseason for me. Uh, so far, over uh, $7,000 in profit from DraftKings and for prize picks. Hoping to keep that going only only through week one. If you guys are interested in the premium content, you can check out my Patreon linked down below where we go um, very much in depth into all the DFS slates. And then also I'll post some other plays in my prize picks discord as well. So again, that is linked down below. But Let's talk about Chicago and Seattle. So taking a look at the over-under, um, we currently have a 42.5 over-under, which is a little bit on the higher side. Uh, Seahawks are currently 4.5-point favorites in this game. Now, I was looking back historically at uh, you know what these teams do in Week 2 of the preseason, and the Seahawks like, never play any of their main guys. Uh, the Bears didn't play any of their main guys last year in Week 2. However, it is a different coaching staff for what it's worth. So we'll keep an eye on news. Uh, making this video Monday night. Don't see a ton of news out there right now, but we'll probably get more news in the coming days. Again, that'll all be posted over on Patreon. Any piece of news I find goes on Patreon, and then obviously we'll do the live stream every single day before lock. Um, we all start off with the Chicago side. So if you take a look at, I was taking a look at snap counts for Chicago uh, last game, and they really, really spread it out on offense, which is not great. Uh, for running backs, no one played more than 20 snaps. You'd Evans played 20 snaps. Herbert played 18. Ebner played 19. At wide receiver, basically everyone kind of hovered in the high teens to low 20 snaps, uh, which again is not great. You had what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine wide receivers play. Um, and then a quarterback, you had Justin Fields play 18 snaps. So um, again, we don't have a ton of news out there right now, but uh, from, from how the Bears ran their week one preseason, not a great sign for week two. Again, really spread out playing time. No one really getting a ton of work. But looking at the quarterbacks, again, we have Fields, Simeon, and Peterman. Obviously, Justin Fields, I think, is the safest option just because he's the guy with uh, the rushing ability. We'll see if the playing time kind of bumps up uh, in week two or not. Um, but, yeah, he would probably be my preferred option there at quarterback. At running back, so Montgomery's been a little bit banged up. He didn't play last game. Again, it was Herbert Evans uh, and Ebner that got the most run. You also have uh, Tuggle here at the bottom. We kind of got the garbage time work. So I think all four of these backs are in play. Um, no real strong leans for me. All three are, are decent pass catchers. Um, so, again, those are the three that saw the majority work week one. Uh, those would probably be the main targets here in week two. A wide receiver that could be a little bit thin. Again, nine wide receivers played. But like I said... Uh, really, everyone kind of hovered around 20 snaps. They really, really spread it out. So Mooney, um, again, he saw a series or two. That's kind of what I'm expecting here for uh, this week. Uh, Pringle's been banged up. Jones has been banged up. Harry's been out. Uh, St. Brown uh, is a guy that has impressed so far in training camp. But again, he saw around 20 snaps. Daz Newsome did get the end zone. He's more of the return specialist. Uh, Sharp had a few catches. Pettis had a catch. Again, there's really just no standouts for the Bears, for me at least a wide receiver. Um, if they're going to run a similar rotation to last game. But again, we'll keep an eye on news uh, to see if that does change. And then at tight end, they're somewhat thin. Uh, they're worth thin last game with Komet Griffin and O'Shaughnessy all missing. But they still spread out uh, the snaps here for uh, the Bears at tight end. Um, you had Rice and John play 24 snaps. 
Uh, Jake Tongs played 27, and then Chase Allen played 31 snaps. Uh, I think John was the only one that recorded a catch. So, um, again, not, not great. And then kicker and defense, we do only have one kicker on the roster for the Bears. The Santos, definitely a safe play. And the Bears defense, also safe as well. Another thing that's very much tilted to me through week one of preseason is I just can't get the defenses right to save my life. Like in the main slate, I always go to a lower own defense. They always let up like 35 points. On uh, the shutdown slates, if I play the defenses, no, like for example, I played both defenses in main last shutdown slate, all like third and fourth stringers playing, no turnovers, no turnovers the old game. Like what are the odds of that? And then it was the Bills. It was the Bills showdown that I played. Was that on Saturday? And I was hoping for a shootout. And you have like five turnovers in through seven plays. A defensive touchdown. It's like I can't get the defenses right to save my life. But uh, yeah, Santos and the Bears defense definitely top options on this showdown site. Now moving over to the Seahawks. So um, looking at the snaps last game, you did uh see or where hold on where is it i was looking up 2021 stats but yeah so last game you saw Locke and geno smith basically just split a uh, time at quarterback you did not see jacob eason take the field we'll, we'll see if that's uh you know going to be the same case here for week two but um if they do only run smith and Locke, then they're both you know solid quarterback plays that they're both going to get a half again i don't have any strong leans there but uh they both uh saw even workload last game so at running back, you did not see Rashad Penny play. Uh, the Seahawks gave Kenneth Walker 12 snaps, Darwin Thompson 10, DJ Dallas 17, Travis Homer 21. So Homer was the guy that played the most. Um, again, Walker saw like one series. He is a rookie running back that, um, again, I don't see him playing a ton in this game unless we hear otherwise, but Homer was the most productive uh, four times 41 yards in rushing uh, statistics and then caught two or three targets. But again, Seattle did kind of spread out the running back work. Yeah, for what it's worth, you did not see Josh Johnson. Um, he's on the end of the depth chart. So I just thought that was interesting. He did not see any playing time. Darwin Thompson's kind of saw the cleanup duty there. A wide receiver, so you did not see Lockett or DK Metcalf play last game. Swain, Eskridge have been banged up. Um, Seattle run a little bit more condensed wide receivers. I believe you saw what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wide receivers play. And, uh, Dark Young and Bo Melton saw a lot of time. Dark Young played 43 snaps. Bo Melton played 30 snaps. So those two would probably be the guys that snap the most to me. Um, you had four catches and five targets for Young. And then Bo Melton, like I said, played 30 snaps, had two catches on three targets. No one else saw more than 20 snaps at wide receiver. And again, a couple other guys got banged up. Uh, Cody Thompson uh, just got put in the injured reserve. Goodwin's been a little bit banged up. So um, Seattle could be a little bit more appealing uh, spot for wide receiver than the Bears. And then at tight end for Seattle, um, you did see Parkinson play 34 snaps. Noah Font played 20 um, maybe he played 24. So, um, Parkinson again was the one that saw the most amount of work. He would probably be your best bet at tight end. Would have a little bit of interest in Noah Font though, who's obviously going to be involved in the Seattle passing attack. And, uh, again, very, very good pass catchers. He is viable there as well. And Seahawks, same thing as the Bears. They do only have one kicker, so Jason Myers, definitely a very safe option. And rounding it off with the Seahawks defense, I think they're another very safe play. So kind of just overall in general for the shutdown slate, 
Uh, a little bit of an uglier one. We have, you know, neither team is super shorthanded at any, at any position. I would say, you know, the Seahawks at wide receivers was where they are the most shorthanded. But um, we'll keep an eye on news. Like I said, there's not a ton of news as it stands right now to making this video Monday night. But obviously things can change. Uh, but yeah, guys, so that will wrap it up for the video. Again, if you have been enjoying the content, just make sure to like the video, subscribe as we get very close to the 12K mark over on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys have a great night and I will see you all in the next video.